0: Elliott, off to the races, can they catch him? No, they can't, touchdown! Samuel, cuts it back, Ohio State wins! and spreading out, sets up deep, over the middle, touchdown, Buckeyes! Fields has time, watches downfield, it's Olave, he's got it, touchdown, Ohio! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the QB draw about a week plus out of Michigan beating Ohio State yet again in the game. Um, We won't do a total recap because uh, it's been it's been a minute, but I I do want to sort of. Go through the body one one time real quick before we get into offseason stuff, which, of course, um, if you've been paying attention at all, you are aware that it, it's it's a really big offseason for Ohio State. So Ohio State lost to Michigan. Um, there are many reasons why I in my head have put it into a binary. Uh, one, Ohio State did not was not able to take control of the game and sort of take uh take advantage of all the opportunities they had because Kyle McCord was not good enough, especially early on. Um, I think that's reason number one. And then even with him struggling early on, especially with a heinous interception uh, that gave Michigan a goal-to-go situation to start a drive, um, even with that, they should have been uh, much closer to winning. It, 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 they should have won outright had Ryan Day been more aggressive and ballsy on uh, especially two key fourth down calls, but especially throughout the game, uh, the fourth down calls obviously, fourth and two before the half where he kicks uh the fifty plus yard field goal, which guess what, guys, Ohio State kickers they just they just don't make them. Um, and then uh, in my opinion, the more egregious one, I think it was the second or third drive of the game where it's fourth and one uh, around midfield, and first of all, he should have made the refs uh look at the spot because I I think it's pretty clear on replay that Xavier Johnson got the first down. So he doesn't even do that. Um, And then even if they didn't give him the first down, he should have gone for it anyway. Cause like, what are we doing here guys? Um, To me, that's worse than the field goal before half. They're both bad, but uh, they're very easy. It's clear. It's very clear to be able to pinpoint those two plays as reasons. uh, Michigan got it done. Ohio state didn't, especially when Michigan went, went for it on fourth down. Two or three times, I think, and got two fourth downs and one drive that ended in a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I, there's there's other things in the game that went wrong. Of course, there always are in a game that close that you can point to um, not being able to get off the field on a seventh uh, set on a seven minute drive uh, in the fourth quarter was devastating to Ohio State's uh, final drive, which, of course, ended in a McCord interception on a uh Sort of Donovan Jackson blown pass protection, but still, I think those are the two main things. Kyle McCord wasn't good enough. Uh, it, what we sort of feared all season, his slow starts uh, were, which were fine against lesser teams, but uh, a slow start against a team as good as Michigan would be disastrous, and it was. Uh, that interception really put Ohio State beyond the eight ball the entire game and didn't let them sort of run the game. I won, I think. And then the second is uh, Ryan Day's own coaching failures within the game. Um, and I think those are. I think to me, those are the big two reasons. Um, and then if you want a fourth, I know I talked about the defense. Uh, Parker Fleming special teams still suck shit. So, John, how are you doing? Does that pretty much cover all we need to cover from the game itself? Yeah, I, th- I think we we hit the nail on the head again. We're a couple weeks removed
1: from it now. So it's, it's, you're, you're seeing it through a different light now. It's almost like, okay, wipe our hands of all of this. We're done. I think from a, you know, we'll do a bowl preview eventually, but I don't like, you know, I don't think anybody really cares too much about the. I'm
0: actually excited for the bowl game now because McCord is gone, which we'll get into. Um, I, I, I care about it. Not in like, Oh, I hope they beat Mizzou and win the cotton bowl. I care about it. Like, Let's see what these guys these, yeah. these guys have got.
1: Um my my fear there is that they'll just start Devin Brown and
0: who who may or may not be on the roster. I do today. want to see him. I want to see yeah. him, like because we really haven't seen much of him in game at least with the ability to run an offense. And, and the in the short glimpse we got of him, he made some really awesome throws and he made some terrible throws. So we'll see if uh if he sort of progressed since then um yeah and and as for sort of like what the michigan loss means as a whole um it's kind of funny because uh, in some ways it's like a a, another catastrophe another cataclysm that uh another ohio state season goes down the drain because they couldn't beat michigan um so in in a lot of ways it is um a a five alarm disaster um and then in other ways it's business as usual because this is what Ryan Day has done. We're in a pretty similar spot as we've been the last two years. Obviously the details are different, especially at quarterback. Um, but it's not like this is something new for us at this point. So it, it, you know, it's it's both it's both status quo and uh full uh full fledged disaster. So that's yeah. kind of where we are. Um, and with that in mind, it is time to talk off season, which, as we alluded to, um, is going to be a busy one and a critical one. Pretty much, I I think to save Ryan Day's tenure. Obviously, if it were up to us, we'd have replaced him with Mike Vrabel. This uh, like it's not, it's not going to happen at least this off season. Uh, who knows if Mike Vrabel is even available. But it, it seems like when the beat guys are talking about you can't lose to Michigan four straight times, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is it. Like I think Ryan day knows it. This, this year is it's, if they lose at home with a depleted Michigan team, potentially facing NCAA trouble um, it's like, over. It's over. Yeah. yeah. This is it. So th- this off season is for Ryan day to salvage his tenure and see if he's still able to do that. Um, And it starts at quarterback because Kyle McCord has hit the portal after um, what appeared not. I mean, it happened in public, so it's pretty but uh, so it's pretty clear to draw a line, but also private conversations as well that have been rumored. But after Ryan Day would not guarantee Kyle McCord the starting job in uh, 2024, Kyle McCord has hit the uh, transfer portal. Um, Good move by Ryan Day doesn't sound like he told him to kick rocks. He just said, can't guarantee you're the starting quarterback. And uh, while it would have been easy for him to do that, uh, it's something he absolutely could not have done because McCord just did not meet the standard this year. Um, So, yeah, it's an exciting time. I think even for the McCord optimists, um, and, you know, it's the old, like, family guy, like, boat or mystery box thing. But if Kyle McCord's a boat, he's, like, a shitty life raft, from yeah Uh, so so i I feel pretty good about the mystery box um and yeah so that that's kind of where i I think i think
1: that's that's an interesting thing too is that like yeah i mean he could go i don't I don't personally feel like we're going to look back on this one in 10 years and regret it really. Yeah. Right? Like I, you,
0: I I really don't think he's Joe Burrow. I really don't no. think he's Joe
1: Burrow. Well, like, again, like it, it was just, he had a full season to show himself. Right. And, and if, if what we're hearing is true, right. It sounds like it, And I think you can look up and down the roster and see that there's 13 guys that entered the portal. Uh, a couple are like, who cares? Like, you know, again, there were three of them at the uh, that that first centered who were like, okay, like who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, God love Victor Cutler Jr., but uh, yeah, you what know, a fuck
0: it. Let let's uh let's play the tape on his Ohio State uh, highlights from his tenure. Man, what a he, fucking storied career for Victor. Yeah, just, so, just no offense a to the man, but he was never gonna play here. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. He he was never ever going to. He, he was never gonna see the light of day here uh you know parker lewis you know kicker enters the portal who you know again we've got to see her.
0: jesse murko hit the portal dude we need a good punter
1: yeah well and, and you know we could get into that in a little bit but i i think there could be some movement on special teams uh
0: coming up. i don't know we're recruiting <laughs> a our, our guy our main man's recruiting a five-star long in home visit isn't yeah, that such a we're, we're burning an
1: in home visit yeah. on, on a long snapper. Five star, uh,
0: five star long snapper. Yes, <laughs> the very official five star that
1: you can't even pay for online. Um,
0: I but, think I'm a five but, star linebacker, uh,
1: long snapper. Actually,
0: you might be as yeah, well. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, you never know. It's like the MLB draft, you never know, like, mm-hmm. who actually got picked. Um, But yeah, no. you you look up and down that roster, the rest of the folks that entered the portal, it's a lot of guys that it seems like there were difficult conversations that had to happen and they happened, right? Um, Guys like Kai Stokes, guys like Kim Martinez that like, you know, and and this is the reality of the portal era, right, is there's going to be guys who come in and come out and the reality is a lot of the the classes that these twenty four seven rankings are built on are built entirely with like fluff guys who are like, mm-hmm. oh well, he's ranked well, but
0: like, were we ever really gonna- like Andre Turantine, like, like, yep. Like, yeah, no, well, like we, I don't we, mean to pick on him, that's just an example. It's just like exactly like
1: Omari Abor, like it mm-hmm. never seemed like from when he got on campus, it never seemed like he was ever going to sniff. Yeah, he's like
0: he's like if Toon Miche uh Adelaide like had for some reason stayed committed, like that yes. style of guy where it's just like yep. this is gonna and, happen.
1: You know, in the reality is again when you take when Ohio State, like some of those classes, right, you took they had like a ton of edge guys and a ton of wide receivers just because that's what they were good at recruiting. You know that the cream is going to rise to the, cr- the top there. And you get, look at a guy like a Caden Curry or a Kenyatta Jackson. You're like, well, those are the two edge guys. We can't, we don't need to have six or s- seven edge guys uh, to fill out the roster. So like, I guess there's some positives in there. I guess a guy like Julian Fleming, um, you know, I-, I I can't blame him for maybe leaving. Um, because he was never going, he, he's just, there's just too much talent in that receiver room to ever have it to the point where he's getting the focus that, uh, he feels like he probably deserves as a, as a five, former five-star recruit, uh, chip, chip Trainum just newly entered as well. That, that one hurts, but the, the benefit of that one is like Trevion Henderson's coming back. So I don't yeah. know if there's necessarily
0: need. I don't think that's um, official yet, but based on everything we've heard, uh, it seems like Travion's coming back, which is great because you need some of those twenty twenty one guys to to come back and say, "Hey, we want to make this right." Like that's basically how Michigan got back, um, and it it just needs to happen. And like we we said it off air, this doesn't seem like a great business decision for Travion, um, but that I mean, like it sounds crass, but it's it like. You want to see that from some guys, like, it yeah, works your I mean, heart. It, yeah. It, at
1: some point, you know, Ohio State became business decision, you
0: uh, which is great, but but you need some guys to, to stick around,
1: yeah, some culture guys who are going to be the culture definers that that will help you, you know, again, win football games, right? Like, uh, um, you know, nobody's expecting you know, Marvin Harrison to just, you know, uh, p- drop everything and come back. But, you know, it's, it's nice to have a guy who is potentially costing himself some money, uh, by, by coming back to play football at Ohio state. Mm-hmm. And it, it's and nice that they happens,
0: can hook up a deal for him in this day and age. It's like, okay, you come back, you're probably not going to make, uh, I don't know Travion's probably a third, fourth round pick. So, you know, maybe an NIL deal will, will surpass that for, for one year. Um, but I don't know. I don't know the hard cold numbers, but yeah. I, I I
1: think that's the difficult part with NIL, right? Is there is no transparency. Yeah. Yeah. It like, like and that was the silly part about like Cam uh like Cam Ward when he allegedly was gonna hit the portal and five, you know, or ten, ten NCAA teams had already offered him one million dollars. And who
0: knows if and that's like, true, but like
1: yeah. And, and you, you you know, Florida State had a kid, Pat Payton, who supposedly asked for $1 million, right? And, like, who knows if any of this is true, but, like, it, it just gets – you get clouded with so much FUD. And, like, that's where the stuff, like, where there was conversation about a NIL uh, – negotiation that went wrong for kyle mccord that like the difficult part is not knowing what Mm -hmm. what he's actually making right because he could have been making nothing right because
0: his recruitment was kind of before that i'm sure he wasn't making nothing but the point is like we don't know um you have no idea and
1: and the silly part is like stupid websites like on three that try to do that's so yeah it's it's, the dumbest thing it's it's literally
0: astrology for men it's like, what's your yeah. nil value, dog? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. based uh, off of how many yeah. followers you have. Yeah, yeah.
1: What um, position you play? Like, oh yeah, like, it, it, do you think uh, you know, Shadur Sanders is able to go to anybody's table knows? and say four point one million yeah. dollars? Yeah, no like,
0: chance. yeah, get out of here. Um, yeah, it, it's really, I will say, it's it's a really funny bit to do this instead of just making them employees. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah. really funny to have this complete shit show, which. Everyone hates. It's like it's like even the teams who are all in on it are all dog shit. So it's like it's not even helping them. It's like everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like it. It was it was
1: a window that opened for like three, two, three years, and exactly what Texas A and M did is exactly how it was always going to play out. Okay, Texas A and M gets some crazy recruits year
0: one. Yeah, like some of the best classes ever, and then it's like. and then then, some checks bounce and they still suck and yeah Yeah, you're not winning football games you have to
1: fire the head coach and then you have to go start from scratch so there's always programs that are going to try to get rich quick schemes but yeah like you said like i mean uh, there is going to come a day i fear where it's like okay the 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 belt's gonna tighten right like these are seasoned businessmen who are entering these negotiations yeah it's a shit
0: investment it's like Oh, I'll, I'll pay a million dollars for a guy who may or may not be good and who may or may not be here in nine months. Like like from yeah. a business perspective, it's it's the most it's a insane investment to make, which again is why these schools that sign these massive mega billion dollar TV contracts should just be able to pay these guys. Um Well, and this.
1: the story is there too. Danny Cannell, I, I heard said it earlier, but it's like they have more leverage than NFL players, right? Like Yeah. You you because well, they're you, not you go contracts, out, so like like well, exactly they yeah. they they renegotiate every year and expect again like hey this is what the guy next to me made last year I had more yards than him you need to give me that plus and it's like hang on a second like why can't we like it would be so much better if they could all right we're we're gonna bring you in this is a three year contract you can't transfer until after this contract is done and then like go from there right like, yeah
0: and like you know if a guy wants to sign if an if um uh incoming freshman wants to sign a one year deal then it's like okay but it's going to be less money it's like both yeah. in terms of total value and average annual value and that's fine it's great you know it's like okay uh you're not sure you you want to come here but you want the flexibility to leave if things don't work out okay but you're going to make less money it, it's like it's a yeah. simple it's a, like a simple business you know proposition and the fact that we're in this stupid uh opaque like wild west i that's becoming overused but it's true it, it's just stupid it's a stupid way to do things hopefully this so, is like a paint this is just college football's growing pains for becoming a, a a modern sport um we don't need to get into so uh,
1: i guess a question for you is a, a name like dante moore i don't uh, love it uh, um when that comes up like I was just going to say that, like the, the same thoughts and like just on the topic of NIL, right, is that, you know, you're going to have to pay heavy to get him to go to your school. But what are you getting that is functionally that much different than let's this point, right? Like he's had one year of development where he got kind of hurt and played in a few games, but it like, wasn't
0: very good, like.
1: So why are we why are we rushing to get him on campus, right? Yeah,
0: I think, you know, sort of circling back to Ohio State, I think the ideal sort of scenario um, for this is um, a one year transfer. Or if you are that confident in Brown or McCord, then no transfer. I think a multi-year transfer uh, like Dante Moore, especially one who is going to come essentially with a mandate to start in a massive NIL deal um is going to blow up your room um like i think i think ryan day is too risk averse in general uh both on and off the field but this is one risk where it's like i don't think they should take um especially because you have uh two guys who you think are dudes capital d coming in in Aaron nolan and uh tavian st clair like i just don't see that as a smart especially yeah. because if dante moore was justin fields like if he had justin fields recruiting pro- profile you do it 100 times out of 100 and don't think twice uh, because, like, you know, Lincoln Keenholz could be Matthew Baldwin for all we know. um, But yeah. I, th- the point is, I don't think he's Justin Fields. I think he's, like, a couple steps below that. Um, If he had torn it up at UCLA as a freshman uh, and looked like a world beater, then, yeah, you do it because, like, that's yeah. your guy. You go get if him. We're
1: still making decisions based of high school tape, right? Yeah, is the majority of what we're doing right now. Like, I, I don't think that I don't think that's a great fit. I, I think if you're going to take a stab on a guy like that, you really have to not only not have anybody in the room that's worth playing, but you also have to have nobody in your pipeline within the next like one to two years that you think is worth playing. And you because... have
0: You also have to have total faith that he is the guy. Like Justin Fields walked on to campus, and he was undoubtedly the guy um from day one like I don't think Dante Moore is that I'm sure like he could have a great career I'm not doubting him um but like just in terms of he won't be at Ohio State yeah that and just in terms of uh terms of like certainty I don't think he I don't think you can quite put him there yet um yeah uh as for other positions it's kind of tough right now because we don't have really any nfl draft decisions except for the heavily rumored uh travion henderson return um and we don't know uh sort of who Ohio State is targeting in the portal at certain positions uh yet outside of really quarterback there hasn't been there's been a little bit of buzz on some offensive linemen but nothing really concrete i just don't want to i don't want to break down guys who might not ever set foot on campus yeah it's kind of a waste of time um and you, you guys don't need us to run through every guy who transferred, um, because, or is in the portal because most of them are, uh, did not have noteworthy roles at Ohio state. I, I think the three guys, obviously McCord, uh, Julian Fleming, like you mentioned, probably just looking to be a number one guy. Um, uh, he would, he would have been a great role player to have next year, but, uh, he wouldn't be be in a featured role uh, again, so I get him moving on. And then Chip Trainum, who is a baller and a gamer, um, and I think we really like just as like a guy and his like archetype. But it's not going to be your running back one. Probably it's not going to be your running back two. Um, and so he's going to go look for a better opportunity to be featured somewhere else. Um, all of those make sense. Um. You know, people are freaking out about this. I I think some Ohio State fans are just not uh, sort of adjusted to the way the world works. Um, Like, I'm not sure how many of these guys got, quote unquote, processed. I'd be I'm sure there's some of that going on. Uh, But this is both something that like the players themselves have to do because they've gotten passed up by younger guys and something that Ohio State has to do because they need to bring in difference makers in the portal and in uh, through high school recruiting um and uh unfortunately you know there's still 85 scholarships so some of these guys who were going to be you know role players at best we're going to have to go and that's what we're seeing um any talk about ohio state is falling apart at the seams or what's wrong in columbus Uh, i mean what's wrong in columbus is that they're not beating michigan or winning uh national championships um but i don't think there's actually uh you know, that, that's the problem. That's what's wrong in Columbus, but that is not why people are transferring. There isn't, like, uh, something crazy, some crazy conspiracy going on that we don't know about, and Kai Stokes was like, I got to get out of here. No, Kai Stokes just wants to play somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're like,
1: like, you know, if, theoretically, if, like, a Cornell Tate, like, pops up, Mm -hmm. Right. That's when you start to panic. You raise your eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Like things aren't what they seem here, but like all of these things can kind of be justified. And like, I will say like, you know, Julian Fleming never became what he was billed as when he got to Ohio state, but he was a very solid. And I said this to you in the chat before, I think a guy like Brandon Innes and I think some of the younger guys, could learn a lot from him, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey man, listen, you want to get on the field. You want to play a lot. You you better learn how to block. You better learn, learn how to run routes. You better be a, have solid hands because Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that's what it means to play here. Right. And uh, yeah. So I think from a, from that perspective, you will have more clarity probably at our uh, at our bowl preview national signing day kind of conversation Mm -hmm. that we'll, we'll end up having. Um, Do we want to talk staff? Stuff like the heavily
0: rumored yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's run through it quick. Um, because I think we've been pretty consistent on this. I think we have gained clarity, and I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, before we get to sort of the more obvious ones that Larry Johnson needs to go. Um, I I just think, and you know, love the guy. He's a legend, uh, Hall of Famer type dude. He's going to have like some of the biggest college football defensive linemen ever attached to his name um and and he deserves sort of all the price he's going to get post career um but it's just time you know they don't uh he clearly like his his rigidity his stubbornness is clearly preventing jim Knowles from running his stuff um and, and you know that'd be one thing if they were still developing Bosa's, um or chase young's but they're just not they're they're barely recruiting like pure edge rushers anymore which is really weird um, and, and the creativity LJ did used to have, even though he was sort of a stalwart four down guy, Um, even the creativity within that has waned. Like they just don't run the rushman package anymore. They don't move guys around on the line. It's basically just like, all right, Jack, put your hand in the dirt. Best of luck, Um, which works yep. to some extent because they have talented players, but it's not it, it's an outdated model and it doesn't work with what Jim Knowles wants to do um but so that's sort of like i don't know i i, I guess people have been talking about that more but that's sort of the one we were kind of on the fence on and then the the one obviously parker fleming has to go uh and be replaced with a linebackers coach i guess it's going to be james Laurinaitis. i i you know i don't think we were impressed with the with the linebackers this year but i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for now uh especially yeah. it seems like he's a dynamic recruiter so so that, that's the brain dead, a baby could make that change um, move. And then Corey Dennis has to go before here. It was like, okay, I'm not sure about this guy, but you can't argue with the results. Well, the, res- r- the results this year stunk. So see you later, yeah. coffee. You can get coffee. Uh, <laughs> see you later, Corey. You can get coffee for someone else. Um, and then apart from that, I think there's a discussion to uh, be had about, Tony Alford but it's kind of whatever especially because he keeps like having like Looney Tunes style recruitments where he runs into the face of a cliff that has a road paint on it uh like with all these yeah with all these South Florida running backs it seems like he's falling for the same thing every year which is very funny if it weren't happening to my football team um yeah well again it's it's every year and again until Jordan Lyle like
1: doesn't show up like Okay like we're like you know we we can we can move forward but like again I think I think it's time to have the conversation like okay Tony you are cut off from the state of Florida Yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah go go figure something else out um so yeah there there's that um and I think those are my main three obviously we want Mick gone but I'm not sure how if that's going to happen or not I I'd guess not uh, my guess is that that has to happen when they change the head
1: guy right like it, it I don't like think that. I I don't think it's it's top of mind for anybody in that building it it comes down to hiring a new head guy and the head guy again the head guy goes out and brings in this new guy mm-hmm. um you know we we can argue the semantics of what's been
0: going on but like again it probably hasn't even think... occurred to Ryan day that maybe that's an issue. <laughs> like, yeah, it, like, he, he doesn't seem like the type of guy to think about SNC. He's just like, Oh yeah. mix has got him lifting some big weights and needing some, some stakes. Yep. He, yep. he, he just wipes his hands of all of <laughs> yeah. it. And he just kind of goes. And like, I,
1: I think that'll be, it'll be interesting to monitor how that happens. But like those things, like they show themselves in the strangest ways. Right. Like mm-hmm. I thought, you know, uh, a win like you had at Notre Dame was a weight room win, right? Like mm-hmm. I think when you, it, it
0: basically any game that, that I, I, I don't lazy. think, yeah, honestly, like my issue is not with like their strength and toughness this year. um Like, like they bullied Michigan on that one drive. Like it wasn't a physical toughness issue. Like really that soft, that physically soft thing is pretty much just a 2021 Michigan game thing. To me, it's like, it's just what sort of like our buddy Ryan always talks about with like they're just putting weight on guys for no reason seemingly like yeah they're look body at body types at are just strange yeah like like they're making like Jelani Thurman like two seventy or something crazy like that and then they're like but then there's not enough weight on Carson Hinsman um it, it's really bizarre it, it's like they're building like Arnold Schwarzenegger and not football players. Um, so I would just like I would just like a mod I, I basically want a scientist to run SNC um uh, like someone uh with you know the most cutting edge ways of how to most efficiently train football players for their like with positional specificity, like got yes. like i like, I'm not saying they train wide receivers and D-linemen the same, but I don't think there's enough intention to how they differentiate between i programs. think i think everybody in that woody hayes athletic center like
1: it's 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 like going to a planet fitness right and you're yeah it's just guys looking to get jacked and like there's times where there's nothing wrong with that but mm-hmm. then there's other times where you're like okay man like we julian fleming at the end of his career was just
0: yeah like
1: a very strange archetype of body, and it's yeah. I like, bet whatever okay. school,
0: I bet whatever school he goes to has him take off twenty pounds. Like, I, yeah, that yeah, might hey be man, an exaggeration, can, but yeah, you can slim yeah.
1: down. Yeah, you know, it, we we don't need like uh, prime prime Mark Wahlberg looking dudes walking. Yeah, around where it's he, like, yeah,
0: and it's uh, like this is like it, it, it like on the D line, like like Jack Jack Sawyer came in as like a speed rush guy, and they. Bait him like 270, 280 for for some reason. And it's like, I mean, that goes kind of hand in hand with my other pet peeve of LJ, which is like, it doesn't really like it seems like every single guy he recruits is like a three-tech Draymond Jones type, and they're just like, we'll play with Edge, it's fine. In a
1: modern era where nobody does that anymore, go out and get me a six foot six, basically a tight end, right? Who can tackle? Right. Like that's what I want out of my defensive end. Somebody who can break up, put their hands up, break up passes somebody who can use
0: speed and
1: agility to get by somebody as opposed to just like,
0: and, and the problem, the problem is, and this honestly goes back to Baron Browning. The problem is, and this is another LJ issue is that because they play for down the guys they have in that speed rusher, a uh, hybrid sort of a uh, three-four linebacker, traditional type role, um, aren't aren't big enough to play with their hand in the every snap. I'm talking Joshua no. Mickens. I'm talking uh, Arvell Reese. I'm talking Mitchell Milton. Um, Sonny Styles, yeah, the name that that comes. I to was going to say yeah. CJ Hicks. I was going to say CJ yep. Hicks. Like CJ Hicks is giving me Baron Browning vibes to this point in his career, and it's like because. Because they require guys to be big enough to play with a hand in the dirt every single snap, it's like you're essentially eliminating roles from guys like you know Mickens. Like, like, why did they take Mickens? Like, it, like with El- like because he's not going to be an off ball linebacker, and they don't have a role for a guy like that who is probably a very talented edge rusher. But you're not going to play that dude. He's he came in like well, two fifty, and again, it's 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 like. It's like
1: if Ohio State just like really got into the fullback again, right? Like you've got these very archaic positions that we're we're still developing, and I I think J T Twimaloau is going to go on to have a phenomenal NFL. And you career. know, he's
0: probably going to play inside for a large yep. chunk, or, or exactly, be, and or I think Jack Sawyer, will yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Sawyer could do that as well, right? Like where it's
1: just like okay, you're you're just like a you're you're playing in inside now because you're so good at keeping your hand in the dirt, but man, like, why, why not like, (laughs) why not just let them get their hands up and go be like every other team in the country and just have two freaking monsters going at them every time instead. We're, but that's the, that's the key is that this thing's, you know, I I think uh, with guys like Justin Scott leaving the class, like, as as that class like yeah that kind of put rumors, the nail in the
0: coffin for lj for me it's like all right uh, it, it, you're it's not time. even gonna yeah. land the best yeah. guys anymore like yeah
1: and this was this was a chance this class had a chance to be a really special class yeah line.
0: especially if they'd gotten scott and what's his name from maryland the guy who went to uh sc um dude White, dylan stewart if they'd gotten dylan stewart, dylan stewart yeah yeah uh and justin scott then yeah super special class but just like last year uh no dice um so lj i'm not sure about that i'm not sure if they actually do it on lj i hope they do uh it, it sounds like Fleming and dennis are gone thank god uh feels like it
1: could be just one of those like we we might be waiting for staff changes until they just pull the pull the plug on the big man right yeah and like, yeah i think i think it, it's a it's a potential staff full reset at the you know <laughs> that that comes, I think there's rumors swirling about, and I don't know if they've they've killed
0: them yet, but Jim Knowles to Duke, like mm-hmm. um, I'd be kind of shocked if that happened. I have long maintained that Jim really Knowles... weirdly quiet
1: about this whole thing, right? Yeah. Like I, you know, they've they've got, a, I believe they
0: have a bowl game to play, and they're just kind of rolling business as usual. Yeah, I like the Jim Knowles thing, like. It doesn't seem like he's wanted to be a head coach, and I don't think he'd be a good one because I don't think he likes to talk to people, and I don't think he likes to work. Rec- Actually, I know he doesn't like to recruit, Um, so I like, I don't see that guy as a head coach at all. I'd be shocked if that happens. I guess we'll see. Unless
1: it's just to go literally just, hey, here's your retirement money. right Right, like you're you're done here like but is he gonna make that much more than two million at at duke i don't think so like i like i don't think so either so um i i think
0: yeah but like also why would duke what like why would duke want like i i get he's a great defensive mind but like he's old he doesn't recruit you're
1: trying to replace elko is what they're trying to do theoretically right like
0: elko Elko
1: built a crazy program there for like six weeks, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then they they kind of fell off. But like, I uh, you know, that does clear the way though for um, Mike Vrabel type to come in and just be a mm-hmm. defensive minded head coach again. I think defensive minded head coaches in the history of football usually pan out to be better coaches. Dude, right? I want
0: I want I want a. Figurehead minded coach for the and like I'm not saying Vrabel isn't that, but I like I don't like I'm at a point in sort of the football, the called football meta where I don't really give a shit about your offensive or defensive chops because you just hire a yeah. guy to do that. I want a guy who has a vision for the program, who can inspire his players to be great on game day, who can identify weaknesses in his program very quickly, who can effectively be a liaison between himself the university and the boosters uh so to maximize nil and money um like i want i want a guy who is a killer on game days and who is uh sort of ruthlessly aware of of all of the flaws and cracks in his program and then he hired like i like i don't really care how much how well you can draw it up in the dirt for my head coach anymore um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at um but yeah uh, a lot so to recap it's lj Fleming, dennis potentially mick on our on our on our list and then it's alfred's on our watch list yeah yeah and um and as for players uh it's Get a good quarterback in the portal for one year unless um, unless you feel really confident in Keaton Holzer Brown and then um, fill in what other gaps you need, uh, depending on NFL draft declarations with impact players um, and definitely get an offensive tackle. Uh, that's kind of yes. all I've got for today. That's kind of like my vision for the offseason. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of a weird spot because we all see the problems with Ryan Day, but it's like, all right, well, if we're stuck with them what's the best way to do this. And, and I think that's kind of, we're cu- trying to kind of game out how we want things to go uh, in that reality. And that is pretty much mine. Yeah. I, I think we're, we are on the same page.
1: Like I said, like more to come on this front. We'll definitely do a conversation around signing day to kind of recap the, the class of 2024. That's looking to be a very solid class again. Uh, probably the numbers two in the country right like uh, nothing to turn your nose up at there um, and yeah I mean and then some bull preview stuff as well but uh, yeah kind of a weirdly uh, I don't know like it, it's kind of therapeutic like yeah it, it, I don't want to say ball.
0: positive but it is it is exciting um, I think I forget I think I forgot to say this earlier like you couldn't really dream on Kyle McCord at all. Like even in the best case scenario, it's like, I mean, look at him, man. Look at how he plays. It's like, it's like the best case of Kyle is like, Oh, he, he manages this offense well and f- makes the throws he needs to make. There was very yep. little, ex- even, the, even best, like the, the Yeah.
1: Yeah. The best case scenario is he's like, uh, like, I don't know, like, uh, like just, just any run of the mill game manager. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah. He's like,
0: like he's like, cj beat or like yeah he uh,
1: never had like who was the guy who went from Iowa to michigan
0: to... way back uh, in the day um oh man It was uh, it rudock
1: jake rudock yep. yeah jake rudock yeah yeah it's like, like jake just,
0: rudock with a bigger arm like that was like yeah the but,
1: and we re- rarely saw that big arm in any meaningful way too yeah right? like yeah we weren't seeing the deep balls that he hit right or anything like that so It'll be nice to get a new a fresh face at quarterback and again somebody who might have a higher ceiling, right? Yeah. Um and uh we'll go from there.
0: Yep. Uh that's all I got. Go bucks. We'll yeah. talk to y'all
1: later. Go Bucks?